they're all different types of business projects. But the one thing that they all have in common, no matter what label or how we define that project and what it means for you and your business, they all have three key pillars that need to be integrated to some degree. And that is people, process and technology. Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead podcast show season two. Simplify your systems to amplify your results. I am JC, Jeanette Cremore, and I interview amazing guests to hear their stories and we share practical advice to plan and implement your business projects. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hi listeners, it's great to be back. Um, In this episode, I want to outline what I believe a definition of a business project is. Uh, I'll start with the dictionary definition. It's quite complex in understanding it, but I'll share it anyway. Um, It says, an individual or collaborative enterprise that is carefully planned to achieve a particular aim. Wow. Have you ever heard the term, a goal without a plan is just a wish? For me, I think that's what a project is. A project is something that you want to achieve and you need this dedicated time and focus to achieve it. So in simple terms, I believe a business project is the change vehicle for you to achieve your goal, or people may call it a strategy. Um, It has a set period of time, um, a sequence of tasks. It involves people with different skills, and you work collaboratively to achieve a great result. Now, if we think about our own lives, I think we are all involved in projects in our life. We may have um, organized an overseas holiday. We may be renovating our home. We may be thinking about upgrading um, or purchasing a new vehicle. And when we think about those life projects, we really do go through that thinking, you know, when do I want to have this done by? So there's a time constraint. We might be um, listing all the things that we have to do. Uh, We might need to research. We might need to get quotes. We might need to go for a test drive if we're buying a vehicle. If we're going overseas on a holiday, we might be going into a travel agent and looking at some brochures or talking to them about some options. So there's some tasks, a list of things to do. And we're not just involving ourselves, we're involving other people. As I was mentioning, we might... um, need a travel agent, we might need a car dealership, we might need people in our families to have a conversation about what they want to um, experience in either an overseas holiday, uh, purchasing a car, renovating the house. And together you sit down and you brainstorm and you work out an approach that you're all going to experience and and the result. And most of us will start with the end in mind. So you think about the end picture which is kind of the goal or what you want to experience. And we kind of work backwards. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I know the people I've talked to about their own life projects, that's how they work. And similarly with business, we actually start with the end in mind. We will think about what we, where we want to be next year, next month, and we'll go, okay, what do we have to do to get there? I'm not talking about the day-to-day operational tasks that we have to do to keep our business operating. I'm talking about the changes that we have to make. And that's why I refer to our business project as the change vehicle, because I really think 
the project is the thing that drives you or moves you from point A to point B or from how we work today to how we want to work tomorrow. So we can think of different types of business projects. Um, we can think of them as being a policy project, a construction project, um, an IT project, uh, a relocation uh, project, we're moving offices. We might be having a marketing campaign project or even an event. Um, they are all different types of business projects. But the one thing that they all have in common, no matter what label or how we define that project and what it means for you and your business, they all have three key pillars that need to be integrated to some degree. And that is people, process and technology. So when you are in your business and you're trying to work out how you want to move from where you are today to where you are tomorrow, you will have a list of projects in mind. And that's what I call business projects. So I just wanted to share today before I continued on with future episodes, what my definition of business projects is. So you get some context and that context is I will use the word project, but I really mean it's a business project. I don't want to get it confused with the labels in your organization and your business because you all have your own language. So I wanted to really define a generic term of a business project so that future episodes we can pull apart and reference what that really is. Not only do all business projects have in common those three business pillars, when we're planning and implementing a business project, we will really think about these components. Uh, we will talk about scope and we'll talk about also what's not in scope, which is probably the thing that we sometimes don't put enough attention to. And I find that if we focus on conversations and getting agreement about scope and not actually give the same attention to what's not in scope, that's where we can already start being on different pages of what a business project is going to deliver us as a result. So I, I find that when we talk about scope, we should also be talking about deliverables. And let's choose um, a sample project that we can use as I go through this. So let's talk about an office fit out. I think to some degree, it could be your home office, it could be that you're doing co-working spaces, or you might actually have a lease in a building or better still you might have actually been able to acquire a property and you've had to fit that office out so that'll be the project that i'll use as i go through this so if we talk about the scope and the deliverables for that you will be very clear on what it is and is not so for what it's not it may be that you are not going to lease additional space in your building you are not responsible for filling the capacity of all the building you're just filling the capacity and fitting out the space on a certain floor or a certain section so you're quite defining what i call the boundaries of the project and that really is the scope putting a fence around what is your responsibility and what you are going to plan and implement but then also around the outside of the fence saying what you're not going to do so be very deliberate about the address of the property, the floor or the space. And you might even want to use a plan um, as evidence of what that scope is, but also what it's not. 
it's not the other floors or it may not be the building next door or whatever the context is for you when you are trying to get the scope agreed make sure you also talk about what's not in scope and the deliverables are a list of things that you can tick off to say that you've achieved it because the collective list of deliverables equals your scope and the deliverables could be um, if we're doing an office fit out it could be the installation of the air conditioning it could be the um, interior design and fit out of the furniture it could be uh, the plants and the paintings that you use to decorate uh, your office. So these are all the list of deliverables because when you have the scope and deliverables, that's when you can start doing what we call the estimating or the budget. And we know that the budget and the people that are involved in the project and our timeline really are interdependent on the impacts it has to our scope and deliverable. So if we're thinking of an office fit out, we might have allocated a $500,000 budget. But when we look at our list of deliverables and we start putting estimates against the list of deliverables, we might come up with a budget estimation of $650,000. So already we've got a problem of um, our estimates is greater than our budget. So we will either go back and look at the resources that we've got the estimates from. Uh, we might have to go back to the interior designer. We might have to go back to the engineer, the architect, anyone that we've had involved in the planning of that estimation to say, are we able to modify our deliverables so we can come in budget? And consequently, um, it can be our timeline because that 650,000 estimation might have already had a timeline of six months and you were expecting to move into your new office in three months. And so when you talk about your scope and deliverables, also think about the budget, the resources and the timeline as a bundle of how you can alter and adjust um, what you're planning to achieve. And so that's really kind of the foundation in the planning. Those five things um, really are interdependent of one another. And as we're going along and implementing um, the office fit out or relocation, whatever we're calling it, of course, there is three other key things that we always need to work with and that issues, communication and documentation. And when we are planning a business project, it really is about understanding fit for purpose in these areas. So what issue management process do you have in place? How do you communicate to your team, to your stakeholders, to your customers, um, to your suppliers or vendors. These are all the people that are impacted by this business project because when you're doing an office relocation or office fit out, you will need to communicate to your customers maybe to advise that you're unavailable for four days to trade because your actually office is closed down and the staff are involved in a relocation. Or the communication might be to your fellow tenants in the building that you're moving into. You might want to introduce yourselves as a new tenant that you're coming into the building and that you wanted to host a, um, a meet and greet um, on your first week of coming in. So communication is also caught up in the planning and it complements how you're going to go about delivering those things. And of course, document documentation documentation is important because it's about evidence but also must be fit for purpose you don't want to have a hundred page document 
when a one-page summary, summary will actually do the same job. So that's just kind of the things that we're going to be talking about in the um, future episodes about simplifying your systems to achieve, um, to amplify your results. And I talk systems as being your business project. So that's kind of why I wanted to just quickly um, in this episode talk that when I say systems, I really mean simplify your business projects because at the end of the day, the results that you deliver through your business projects will really amplify your results. And for me, it's about helping you identify the right business project to invest in at the right time to be your competitive advantage. Sometimes we will have a list of business projects that we want to do this year and we might start with what we think is the easiest, but it actually might not be the right one to do right now. It might be something that we have to delay for a couple of months until we actually get something else done. And so in another episode soon, um, I'll be talking about designing your blueprint, which for me is about designing your full list of business projects or what I call the portfolio of your business change or your elephant, which is your big picture and how you are breaking down your big picture into achievable projects that are going to give you great results. So that's a, a bit for me today. Um, looking forward, I think next episode, yes, is with Janine Garner. Um, absolutely a brilliant episode. Um, I really enjoyed interviewing her and I know you will get a lot out of it too. Thank you for listening. I would love for you to subscribe, tell others about the show and share with them the insights you gain to help you and your team. Until next time, keep smiling.